0: This is Into Words with Shola, the podcast, and I'm your host, Shola. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Welcome to episode five of Into Words with Shola. So as you can probably tell from the title, I'm exploring what it means to be a child again today. And my last upload was a poem I wrote about this very topic. So if you haven't heard it, please go back and listen, because it gives context to why I'm speaking in this way. Um, for this particular episode and just a disclaimer for you I will be talking about jingle Django. so if you're the kind of person that doesn't like um, movie spoilers then watch it first then listen so to be a child again huh <laughs> I actually went to the internet to get different definitions of the word child because sometimes I feel like I have to understand the meaning of some very normal and common words So I'm going to read them out to you. The normal Google definition is a young human being below the age of puberty or below the legal age of majority. And then other words are like youngster, boy, girl, infant. And then according to the Collins dictionary, a child is a human being who is not yet an adult. And then according to the Greek word for little children, I saw in a Bible verse I was reading, (laughs) the word used for little children um, describes... Half grown boy or girl. And all these are interesting to me. And I'll tell you why I say that. I say it because if you think about it, we tend to define children as people who are young, not fully developed, not fully mature, but we crave things that they have. By we, I mean adults. <laughs> we crave things that children have ideas, innocence, freedom. And even though we as adults are the mature ones, technically are supposed to be the mature ones, and our people who are technically supposed to have it all together and be fully developed, we crave what children have. Isn't that interesting? And isn't that such an ironic thought? What to say about that stage of life that attracts those who have moved far away from it? You know, do we long for something we had that we should have never let go of? Those are my questions. And that's why I'm actually doing this podcast today. So I remember as a child, sometimes I would make bold statements and this is apart from me exaggerating stories so that they are more appealing to the people that I'm talking to. I would just say things and expect them to happen. And that's such a child, childlike thing to do, right? One example is a story my parents reminded me about recently. They told me that they came to get me from children's department in church and Apparently, I had told my Sunday school teacher and the whole class that my parents were going to buy an air conditioner for my class, and um, the teacher told them when they came to get me. But this is the funny thing. This is how I remember that story. I remember like just saying out of faith <laughs> that children's department was going to get an AC by this time next week because I thought that it was, like, it was just a thing to do. (laughs) And I said that by this time, next week, you're going to have an air conditioner. But apparently, I had tied my parents to this commitment that they didn't even know that they, (laughs) they were involved in. So, like, that's, that's like a child, that's such a childlike thing to do, you know, make those bold statements and just go with the flow, go with spontaneity. And we see that in kids. And we admire it. Sometimes we're like, oh, don't get me in trouble because it does kick adults out of their comfort zone <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I remember. Um from that's one thing I remember from childhood. But some years ago I found this song. It's called Imagination and it's by um Jelona ashwan I think that's how you say his name. And the chorus of this song is one question have you forgotten how to dream and use your imagination and throughout the song he repeats this over and over and he talks about um doubting his creative desires and dreams as a grown man in the verses so it goes back and forth between this narrative and he just keeps asking that question which i think is something that we can all relate to you know I mean, growing up, I'm sure you were told to let go of some childish things that you have because you cannot be a proper adult or you cannot adult properly if you hold on to childlikeness or childlike dreams. And to be honest, I see some truth in that. I do, to an extent, see um, the responsibilities when they come at you and when the realities of life, they knock you out. It, it forces you out of that phase uh, of being childlike forces you out of that that space but who said that you had to let go of all of it like who said that and I think that's something that we tend to do we just let go of everything all of it when I don't think in actual fact we we were actually supposed to funny thing is Jalon he attributes being imaginative to childlikeness pointing out that as adults Oftentimes, we don't possess it because, and I'm adding this, because I think we've carved a definition for ourselves of adulthood that leaves no space for childlikeness, our own childlikeness, and even, even space for the childlikeness of children around us to influence our lives as adults, you know? That's what I think. Now, about Jingle Jangle. An interesting thing about this movie is the power it gives children. As I defined child earlier, we see that we don't really bank on children to have very reliable things to say or even to do. Sometimes you don't even see them as capable, but in this movie, every time work needs to be done, the children are turned to, or it is the children only that can actually come through and get it done. Here are a few examples. The invention of Buddy 3000 was Geronicus's then young daughter's Jessica um, idea. Journey, who is Geronikus' granddaughter and Edison, who is his kid apprentice, go and get Buddy after he's stolen by Gustafson. In fact, they're the ones that get this toy to work in the first place because they believed Journey solves the equation Geronicus is having trouble solving, and she can see the magical formulas. In fact, Edison and Journey are the only ones that retain joy throughout and see beyond the ordinary in this movie. There are times where they're sad, but they retain joy, generally. What is it about childlikeness that we are being pointed to? In the beginning, Edison calls Jeronicus, for example. He calls Jeronicus the greatest inventor of all, which he once was. And Jeronicus dismisses it saying, children, active imaginations. And also, he does the same thing when he tells Journey that he can't have her stay because children are a creative vacuum. Which is quite intriguing because this is what people say about children. They're a creative vacuum. When ironically, he actually needs them because they see what he doesn't see and they see what he needs. I was reading about how this movie came, came about and I realized that even the story of how Jingle Jangle became a film on Netflix is centered around a kid. The script was written for Broadway by David E. Talbert in 1998. Um, Let's just think about that a bit because it means that this film is as old as me. <laughs> the film was written when I was born. <laughs> so Jingle Jangle is 22 years old from what I understand. And anyway, so let's fast forward now to recent years ago. David is showing his child, his son, movies that he grew up watching. And he's like really feeling it, but like his son isn't even interested. It's just like, dad, can I go now? Can I play? In the interview, this is what David was saying in the interview I was reading. And his kid is just like, nah, I don't see what you see. And his dad was bummed like, this is a work of art. These things are beautiful. But Elias, his son, can't see it. He's so uninterested. And I think David then points to, in this interview that I was reading, he points to how his son actually didn't see himself in any of the things that David was showing him. And that's how we talk about the importance of representation for children. But also, this makes him realize that maybe it's time to do a movie where my son can see himself represented another one. And his wife then suggests that he makes Jingle Jangle into a movie and so it ends up on Netflix. Even the story of how this thing got to Netflix is centered on child, I guess, should I say children empowerment or empowering children. And celebrating our children and everything about them. Everything about this is centered around that, you know? And I think that's something to hold on to as you watch the movie and something to remember because it gives key insights to why exactly the movie then is like this. So the film shows us the typical stereotype we have of children, but it shows us through the characters that they may have something we might lack belief. The only reason why Jeronicus, who is the inventor in this movie can't get anything to work is because he lacks belief you just somehow stopped believing that you could do those things that you wanted to do because you are incapable right you know like for adults who tend to have wild imaginations we often describe them as oh they're crazy they're childlike um they're like nah they're not serious they just they just play away their lives but i think that these are the people that have actually kept belief you know and kept that childlike wonder going in their adult years in the movie an adult who is like this is miss johnston now miss johnston has this like massive crush on geronicus and she shows it every time but when she begins to sing this song about um him opening up and she's like you need to open up more you need to be more hopeful he asks her if she's drunk and this this parallel is is really interesting because sometimes you you're either like oh the adult is like is just behaving like a child or the adult then must be abnormal like must be drunk which is not a normal state of a human being to be in in the everyday in the day to day and so there's something about Geronicus's uptight nature that makes you question how you react to life and what it offers you. What is it about Miss Johnston and these kids? Edison, who is the apprentice, and Journey, who is Geronicus's granddaughter, that gets them questioned and dismissed a lot. Let's look at language next, shall we? So while i was watching the movie i wrote down formulas here are a few examples one the equation to make something revolutionary is the circumference of spectacular divided by the second derivative of sensational two journey sings that the square root of impossible is me so for people that like that process things quite slowly like myself the square root of four is two so two times two is four two multiplied by two um so journey is saying that journey multiplied by journey is impossible like her essence is impossible the definition of impossible as in things that are out of the ordinary or things that cannot be done she is impossible and three at the end they use the square root of square root of possible to escape gustafan's layer and even reading these words out they sound so absurd to me and Hearing them, they sound really absurd, right? But I'm thinking, maybe that's the point. What are the writers trying to point point you towards, point us towards? Why is it important that storytellers remind us to dream, to wonder, to believe? Why is that important now in the 21st century, in 2020? And what is at stake when we lose belief? Do you think it's because we don't see it as important and we actually need it? Do you think it's because we avoid it in the day-to-day because we think that that's actually how to get on with life? And is that really how to get on with life? When I first started my master's degree, a topic that came up quite frequently in my studio course was play. I know not something that you would expect master students to be talking about, but we did. A lot of us started mentioning it and including it in our design practices because somehow we started realizing that we actually needed it as a method to lead us through creativity and lead us through our creative journeys even at uni and it was in one conversation that one of my course mates began to talk about how he wears um shirts with cartoon characters on them to remind him to keep childlikeness um, and he does this frequently to remind himself as he grows older the one thing I noticed was how engagement increased for all of us when we had to play to be creative. There was something about being allowed to or being given the premise to play, to create, in order to create. <laughs> it made all of us glue to this game, you know? <laughs> and really explore it in depth and like in such a relaxed manner as well. So what is it about the role of play in our lives? How is it beneficial and how often do we actually do it like now as adults when was the last time you played when we're children we used to play outside my sisters and i we play with sand we used to drive my uncle's car my big cousin we used to drive his car not move it obviously it was parked but pretend like we were driving and we used to lock the steering wheel every single time (laughs) how do we play and do you play now even as an adult is it a way to care for oneself? That's a question that I've been thinking about. Maybe play actually is a way to care for yourself. The call to play and be played with. We see that when Journey starts a snowball fight by throwing snow on her grandpa, Jeronicus, who up until this point is so uptight. And she does this to divert his attention from closing his store and to slow him down. During the scene, a song titled Grandpa Mini comes on and it's by Ghanaian Highlife singer Bisaki De. This song is being played and it's basically in the song he's basically inviting the grandpa to play with his daughter. So the song actually I was reading on it and the song is a remix of his 2018 single Asu Asu Mini, which means In Law Denies Me. He's talking about marrying um his girlfriend, but his father in law is saying no basically um, and so grandpa mini means grandpa denies me in this case play and the song he's calling Jeronicus to play with um, journey and while this scene is going on Geronicus actually does something that he hasn't done in a while he plays with kids <laughs> and you would think that he as a toy inventor and as a guy who works kind of works for children creates for children you would think that playing with kids is something he would keep right It's not. He does this for the first time in a while when this scene comes on and he uses his formulas too to calculate where the snow would land and um, he invites all these little boys to come and play with him as well. And I don't know if he realizes that this brings him out of his shell and his mental block a little bit. I speak of him like he's a real human being but aren't we all Jeronicuses in some way or the other? This scene, this, this act of playing brings him out of that, you know, loses him up a bit. And the same thing happens towards the end. He has to indulge childlikeness to be his creative self. Not just that of Journey or Edison, but also his own, the one that is hidden on the inside of him. And so the answer was not to look for something new. The answer was to tap into something that was and still is. Geronicus (laughs) Jeronicus Jangle, <laughs> Which brings me to my last exploration This sounds so academic I am technically an academic I'm so sorry <laughs> My last exploration, his name Throughout the movie, Jeronicus complains that no one calls him by his name ever since his word got stolen everyone called him something different but names are kind of like your name holds your identity kind of and I know from where I come from I'm Nigerian and I come from the Yoruba um, ethnic group and how we name people we name people according to circumstance so if for instance my name is Oluwashola which means God made prosperity or God has brought prosperity or wealth and That was the name my parents saw fitting to um to give me according to the circumstance of my birth and how what they feel like my birth did for them and so that's how that's how we name people and your name when you have your name you hold on to it like this is a huge part of you like it defines you. It's almost like sometimes I, I see like my name as a blessing and I hold on to that. Like this is the an identity that I want to keep and repeat to people. What, what is your name? Uluwashola is my name. God has brought prosperity or wealth or God made prosperity and wealth. Anyway, and we see this with Geronicus because... I think he realizes this, his, his name is his identity and the fact that people have stopped calling him by his name, the thing that is supposed to define him as a person actually bothers him a lot. It's actually quite disturbing for him. For instance, Miss Johnston, who has the crush on him, calls him Jerry, which annoys him. And Journey is actually the first person in this movie to call him by his name after he's lost everything. To call him by his name, she says, Grandpa Geronicas. but. He's gotten so used to not not hearing his name and being so detached from um, his family and relationships that he actually tells her to not say that. So she calls him Grandpa Jay instead. But it is not until he decides to act, to move, to believe that people start to call him by his name, Geronicus. And the irony of it all is that all the years he was down, his former apprentice and rival throughout this movie, Gustafsson, Gustafson, I think that's how to say his name has all his work with his name on it and that is what is thriving. For years this guy is has like has just been producing work, stolen work after stolen work after stolen work and has built an empire off of Geronicus's ideas. But Geronicus had lost all belief in himself. And it is not until he decides to embrace the inventor and the creative child in himself that he is recognized and called Geronicus, because that is who he's supposed to be, according to the movie script. Before he gets his name back, if you may, broken relationships are also mended, and it is only until he believes in his work ability and even in the familial relationships that he once had around him that he is fully himself. Gustafson, on the other hand, <laughs> who has all of Geronicus's work doesn't even believe he does not believe one bit he's just boiling off profits and that that catches up with him 30 years after because he can't get body to work and he gets humiliated in front of everybody his customers consumers people that are interested in his work even people that work for him there's something about all this that slows me down and wakes up the child in me you know Maybe there are bits of us we didn't have to give up and leave behind. What is at stake if you lose that element, that, that childlike element, you know, to be a child again? What is at stake also when we shut our children out and never pay attention to what they have to offer us or teach us because they are children and we don't see them as that valuable or important? Because truth be told, they have a lot to learn from us. But we also have a lot to learn from them. That's why I think at least. Next time you're by a child, try it. Just sit and listen and watch, and they'll teach you something. Or engage them in conversation and indulge whatever they tell you. Roll with it till the end and see where you get to. Allow yourself to roam out of the status quo, ordinary, um, this is how an adult should be or behave. Just allow yourself to roam a bit. And you see they will teach you a lot in the words of Jalon have you forgotten how to dream and use your imagination you know in that video an architect struggles to finish this sketch and he's stuck but he stops to play with his son and give his son attention because this is equally as important as work. This is his child that he's building a relationship with. So he spends time with him and later he gets an idea because of his son's creative and childlike mind. He gets the idea and he rolls with it. Sometimes I feel like we ought to go back there and just sit there a little longer. So those are things I've been thinking about, and I'm sharing them with you. That's all for me today. (laughs) Odaabo.